You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from the net. I was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Um, I know it's Monday. I know a lot of you are struggling today after the Super Bowl last night. Big Flames win on Saturday morning over the Sabres, morning slash afternoon. Um, I know our technical director, Alex Brody, is a little banged up this morning, and we appreciate him coming in. But, Maddie, where's uh, where's our disco inferno right now? We were saying the same thing over here in this room. Uh, we're too sure. Thought maybe because, you know, the game was on Saturday, but at the same time, like, first show since a big win. So, I'm just, you know, I'm we just, were thinking the same thing. I'm just going to give myself one of these real quick. Yeah. Big fart sound. That's all right. Uh, we still thank you for coming in today, Alex. I know you're a little banged up today. Um, and uh, I'm glad you can power through potentially the next three. Well, actually, you got to be there for more Big Show, Big Show Extra, Big Show Mucho, whatever you want to call it, uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. Noah King, uh, 9.05 on uh, Big Show Mucho. On our portion of the Big Show with uh, Russick and Rose um nick kiprios nhl on sportsnet uh will join us um real kipper and born on sportsnet 590 the fan carolyn cameron joining us at 8 30 uh nhl on sportsnet and peter labardius flames color analyst for sportsnet 960 we'll get Lou's thoughts on uh the flames big 7-2 win over the buffalo sabers on saturday and we'll get his thoughts on the super bowl um, where do you want to go first here, uh, Maddie? Because it's a super busy weekend. You want to go Flames first, and then we'll talk Super Bowl? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, big, gigantic 7-2 win last uh, last Saturday or this past Saturday. Uh, the 10-30 start uh, very early. And then I don't know what it is about these afternoon games with the Calgary Flames, but if they played every game before what? Before the puck drops 2 p.m. Calgary time, this would be the highest scoring team in the NHL by a mile because I don't know what it is about these funky morning-afternoon games. The Flames just seem to show up and put the puck in the net. Yeah, it hasn't been a problem for them. Maybe it wasn't a, an outstanding start being down 2 nothing after 20, but at the same time you looked at the shot clock and said, okay, that's actually not the worst thing in the world, I guess. I uh, thought that they they played pretty well, and, and like you mentioned, we've seen it through... A course of the a uh, handful of these afternoon games where the goal scoring is through the roof, and in this one, you know, I, I thought they just took advantage of a Buffalo team that was maybe a little bit sleepy out of the gate and just didn't look back. And I think that you know, this is the type of victory that I think a lot of the fans expected to see more of earlier on in the season, and you just can kind of hope that you see more of them on the way out. Yeah, um, and. The, the way Markstrom let in the, that second goal. Not great. Oh, boy. Ugh. No. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't great. He totally lost his net. It, it didn't look good. Um, it was one of those performances right away. Then you wonder, why was Ladar not in net? That Tage Thompson shot, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what an absolute laser beam uh, was that thing on the power play for the Buffalo Sabres. But credit the Flames. They just absolutely took over that game in the second period and you want warm and fuzzies like that thing was set up on a tee after what Eric Francis uh said um it was <laughs> I thought it was hilarious in the intermission he's like Jacob Pelche got to get on the score sheet here otherwise he could find himself back with the Wranglers <laughs> and he goes out there and then scores his first NHL goal I thought that was immaculate timing couldn't be better and then our man uh, Denny Gilbert for Buffalo he even scores for the Flames. You know they're going to have a good day when both Peltier and Gilbert score their first Flames goals in Buffalo. Oh, yeah, big time. Anytime you can get a, a Denny Gilbert goal. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Let the French. You know, I music feel like play. I'm eating a French croissant right now. Yeah. Mm. Why did I say French croissant opposed to oh. what other type of croissant? Yeah. Well, uh, I guess like from Tim Hortons, they're not overly French, but all right. Sure. Uh, gym bits. Um, man, it was great to see a lot of these guys and. Like these are the type of victories that you look at, and you're like just the the emotional springboard that maybe this can provide for the group because you couple that with Pelche, who, like, I I haven't minded his game. I think he's been around the net and had a couple of opportunities to bury the puck. It just hasn't gone his way. And then there he gets on his horse, wins a race to the net. Just kind of the type of goal that you'd expect for a guy of of his style of player. And that was great to see and, and kind of started a, a springboard for the Flames. He scored, what, three goals in the next five and a half minutes, including the yeah. the big slap shot from uh, Gilbert there that was able to go five hole and, and great to see the family in attendance. And I don't know if you saw the picture of him with one of his high school teachers uh, from when he was playing like prep school after was at the game, got to see him after the contest too. So um, there was a lot of kind of cool side storylines and some of the goals there. And then on top of that, you had the Lindholm line showing up and putting a bunch of points up on the board, which is always good to see. So uh, I thought it was full marks. The backland move that he makes on Rasmus Dahlin to the Ooh. middle of the net. Oh, tidy little skirt move on one of the best defensemen in the league this year and uh, able to beat the goalie on, on, on another stoppable shot. But nevertheless, the move to the middle of the ice was pristine. You love to see it. Uh, two things. Number one, do you know how they make the cheese croissants at uh, at Timmy Tho's? Do you know how they do it? I don't know how. How? So I, because uh, there's one really near my place there and the station, and I was in there getting a coffee, and I was kind of surprised by this because I thought it was a specific, like different. Cause no, they just put a slice of processed cheese on top of that thing and just whip it in the oven like the regular croissants. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, that seems... Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So simple, yet perfect, I Yeah, guess. I guess. It gets the job done, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely gets hmm. the job done. That's how they do it. And um, number two, now I've totally lost my train of thought what well, number two was after I told you about... You're talking about the, the skirt move for uh, Michael Backlund on Rasmus Dolan? Yeah. Um, even when Michael Backlund scores, you know the Flames are going to have a very good day uh, in Buffalo against the Sabres. And like you, you just look at their goal output. That wild game in Dallas, the game against Tampa Bay, it's just something about these games that the Flames just find a way to, to put the puck in the net. And that, and that win felt big on Saturday. It really did. And obviously when you're in the, you're in the thick of the playoff race, every game is crucial. Every two points is crucial. Like, that just felt like a gigantic win. But we, we talk about shots, and they completely peppered uh, the Red Wings in that game. They lost Thursday night in Detroit. But we talked about the danger, the, 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 the lack of high danger chances. It was just empty calories the way they put the puck on the net. It didn't feel like that on Saturday, Matty. They had a ton of quality looks. And Tyler Toffoli continues to be that forward on this team. I know we all, well, me me included, slagged him a little bit at the beginning of the season. I've watched a ton of Tyler Toffoli. He looked a little slow at the beginning of the season, but he just finds a way to put the puck in the net. And I don't think there's any question that on the wing, he's been Calgary's most consistent performer this season. And it's actually particularly not even close, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'd probably have to agree there. Blake Coleman's put together a nice little kind of second half there after the holidays, and, and him and Backlund have been a nice tandem. Manjapani's been up and down. Dubé's been up and down. We all know what Huberto's been for the course of the season. So I, I think that would be a, a fair fair statement to make. Good to see him get to 20 yesterday. You know, he is kind of the, the guy that you look to on this team as far as trigger men right now. Um, yeah. They're they you know they just don't really have that that number one you know Austin Matthews score off the rush from distance type of guy unless it's Tyler Toffoli who's doing it and for him to get a couple of there and just be feeling really good about his game because you know he was one of the guys that when we were talking about it in the first half of the season and it was like oh this team's hitting so many posts and what's up with that he was one of the guys that felt like every single time that we were talking about a game with three or four posts he'd have maybe half of them. He was that close, 
and, and now it's going posted in rather than posted out for him. And, and that's good to see for the Flames and their fans for sure. Because yeah. any time that that guy's feeling good about his game, like I said, this is a team that struggles to score. And when he is your prime guy that you're looking to put the puck in the net and he's doing it, puts you in a pretty good spot for uh, the rest of the lines to kind of chip in as as they see fit. Yeah, leave that man on the left side on the power play so he can yes. shoot on his off wing. And they're just e- either, and, and Greg Millen talked about it, he's got two spots, either in the top corner or right above the goalie's pad. And we got, and we saw that again on Saturday. Poor um, Uka Pekalukanen in net for Buffalo, just under siege. I know I tweeted it out at the one point, I think with like eight minutes to go in the second period, Flames out shooting the Sabres like 31-4. to four. That's yeah. like absurd. Where yeah. do you see that in an NHL? Like were the Flames playing an NHL team in this in that in that game? Like if you're at that game, you're like, where's where's the production? And I know there was a Bronx cheer from the Sabres fans when they got the shot on goal there. Pretty much after, right after I tweeted that pick, um, there was a Bronx cheer in Buffalo there at the KeyBank Center after they generated their fifth shot on goal because that wasn't even close. Calgary just spent all the time in Buffalo's end. It reminded me of some of the worst beer league games you've ever played in, where your team is completely outmatched. You're in your own <laughs> yeah. zone for the entire game. You get yeah. like two or three shots. They're all from the outside, and all you can do after those shots is try and go for a change. Like That is exactly what I was thinking, that this team is completely outmatched. It's it's not the group that we saw come through Calgary and, and beat the Flames 6-3 to three back in November. This is a group that, you know, and we've talked about the Sabres before. Being a younger team, you'll sometimes have a stinker. And for them, it was certainly in that afternoon game. Like, don't get me wrong. Tage Thompson still scores a beautiful goal, but he was pretty quiet for the majority of the game. Darlene was pretty quiet for the majority of the game. None of their big guys really had a, a huge impact on the contest. And I think that if you're the Flames, you know, you... you I don't know how much you remember that game because it was all the way back in October when Buffalo came in and surprised them and beat the brakes off them. It was like a 6-3 loss, but sure looked like it. Sure looked like they had kind of remembered it. How many people went back and maybe deleted their tweets after that first period? Uh, I I know that the Flames' Twitter account was uh, firing off a couple of... Um, Sharp rebuttals to people who had uh, been chirping them after they were down two nothing after twenty minutes of play. So yeah, I think there was a lot of people who were um, maybe looking for that edit button that you had to pay yeah. extra for something like that. Yeah, I, I have yet to do that because there's no way I'm paying for Twitter. No. It's just it's just like a principal thing. Yep, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's like it, yeah, and apparently we're gonna be. Well, I know I am. I'm gonna be losing my check mark. I don't really care to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I absolutely could care less about that. Yeah, especially now at this point where they basically mean nothing. Yeah, no, they're they're meaningless. They're always yeah. meaningless, Maddie, to begin with. Yeah, and and now that they made it just so you can pay for it, it's even more yeah. meaningless. Even but, more meaningless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more on the Flames' uh, big win Saturday in Buffalo. Straight ahead in the Rose Report. Also, um, we'll tee up the game tonight in Ottawa against the Senators. Five. 30 start uh, mark that down the the telethon probably gets going soon um little game last night super bowl 57 in arizona uh chiefs chiefs as andy reed likes to say 38 35 win um over the eagles uh what was the most well i think the one thing happened at the beginning of the game two things uh chris stapleton taking an hour to sing the national anthem was interesting slam that over baby yeah slam that over and and nick sirianni just like just really tearing up really feeling the emotion of the moment hearing old stars and stripes at the super bowl that gif is going to be there forever you know what nick sirianni um this was something that like um when i was uh lis- i was listening to the the kelsey brothers podcast and they talked about how when the anthem is going america on, Oh, no, sorry. they, well, yeah, they're huge Patriots. Actually, I love the podcast. They had their uh, parents on the other day, and they talked a lot about how hockey was a big part of their upbringing and a big reason yeah. of why they are the way that they are nowadays. So I thought that was a really cool note. But also wanted to mention just the fact that both Jason and Travis talked about the first time they were at the Super Bowl. They got very emotional during the anthem because it's not like you're like, oh, America, man, this is so beautiful. But you're more or less taking a moment to reflect on 
the coaches, the family members, all everybody who helped get you to that point because that's the last kind of moment of reflection you get before it's game time, last everything, balls to the wall. You got to really put everything out there, right? So um, what I, like, don't get me wrong, Sirianni crying, just the gif in itself is going to be oh, hilarious yeah. and last forever. But I was not one who was like, look at this softy for crying. I was like, listen, it's the second year head coach in a humongous head spot, in a humongous spot here. Like, I don't blame the guy for getting a little emotional. The visuals themselves are, they're hilarious. Wherever you lie on it, they're hilarious. But I, I can appreciate uh, getting a little emotional at a pretty big moment in his life. Yeah, uh, that, that game was an absolute blockbuster game. Oh. I, I, I want to start here, though. Yeah. I want to start with the coin toss because... Heavy coins. Uh, if, if you listen to our show, and why wouldn't you? Uh, do it on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Nice. Good uh, job. We have my man, uh, Todd Furman, on the show last week from the Bet the Board podcast, and he does stuff for CBS uh, HQ. He came on our show and said somebody somewhere uh, knew that Tails would have a little more weight on the coin. <laughs> like, I don't know how that information comes up. I don't know how somebody got their hands on that coin. But how surprised were you or not surprised? And we'll ask Patty Dumont, too. How surprised were you when Tails? Did you bet on Tails? Did you have it? Yep. I gave it out as a pick yesterday on Inside the Lines. Oh, I told everyone that I was watching with. I hosted a handful of buddies at my place, and sure well, enough. That's nice, because uh, I've never been to your place yet to have anything, any drinks. Well, me. yeah, uh, there's a reason that I host people when you're out of town. But anyways. Because okay, um, right. um, jo- it's joyous for you? To have people over when you're not there? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're celebrating my absence? I wouldn't say celebrating. I would say mild rejoice. <laughs> How about that? Does that work okay. for you? Words hurt sometimes. Yeah. Right, well, I'm sorry, but I did tell all my friends, "Hey, we should hit tails. The tail, the the head side like, of the coin is a little did they bit give heavier." You the side eye, and they were like, "Okay, dude, you're becoming a bit of a degenerate." And I said, "Whatever." And then sure enough, and they all got excited. Well, no one got as excited as I did when tails hit, but there was <laughs> some excitement. Yeah. I thought it was awesome, and I, I started w- laughing. I was in the middle of uh, finishing up a little bit of Mario Kart. We pulled out the cart in between, uh, you know, the end of the waste management and, and the kickoff. And yeah. sure enough, I'm trying to win the entire Grand Prix here during the coin toss. So I'm like yelling at people, like, "Hey, what's it? What, what was it?" No one was paying attention for me. It was honestly, it was a little bit of a mess of a moment. Um. Yeah, I had a I had a late night last night. Really. Yeah. Does that surprise you? Does that surprise you? <laughs> that is the most shocking thing I've heard today. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was tough rolling out of bed this morning. I'm not going to lie. And li- I like to when I'm tired like this. My voice is just a little deeper. Hello, ladies. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a it's got a, a little, little bit of a timber. rasp to it. Yeah, a little more timber. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll go with timber. Uh, <laughs> a little more timber in it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got to bed at like, I want to say 2.30 last night. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was a long day, man. Yeah. Like I <laughs> Dude, oh, by the end of the yeah. game I was exhausted cuz yeah. people came over around noon and we started putting them away to watch Nick Taylor trying to win yeah. the waste management. Unfortunately, things kind of fell apart on 16 for him when Scheffler just right in the heart of the cup on that long putt after he misses his first shot. Well, they all missed their first shot and then the bogey for Taylor, and then that kind of changed the game. But, yeah, yesterday was uh, – she was a bit of a marathon. Yeah. I was telling Patty here, like, the, the – from – because I had played beer league a couple of nights over the course of the weekend. I just ate so terribly and drank too much over the course of the weekend. I am dealing with some serious acid reflux right now, oh, some wow. real bad heartburn. Not bueno. We are playing banged up. Yeah, oh um, yeah, guys are we're playing, all playing banged playing up. Playing a little guilty today. We'll say yeah. that. Um, Patrick Dumont, were you surprised that tails came up, or did you pump your fist and laugh? No, I, I said the same thing. I was like, yeah, that tails side is a little heavier. And then Fabergé flinched. She whipped that coin. She flipped <laughs> it hard, man. That was yeah. that was a good flip. So yeah, I'm not surprised it landed on tails. Uh, what did you think of Chris Stapleton's uh, rendition of uh, the old Stars? Well, it Atlanta? sounded like because we we got the over under at uh, one twenty one. He hit two minutes and one second right on, so it sounded like it was over. 
but it wasn't. Yeah, but he, he, uh, he but he really did a hell of a job. Brave at the end. That's yeah. the key word. Brave. Yeah, you got to hold that longer. But and again, I if you've never experienced a flyover at a, at a sporting event, yeah, that was dope. I'm telling you, they're very fun. Like uh, I think it was a big plus. There wasn't uh, unidentified flying objects. Uh, <laughs> no weather <or> the, balloons. <laughs> balloon or like these disc shaped car size items that are just flying over. Hanging around. fly zone. Yeah, this is great. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. it. Nobody's even paying attention. Don't worry. Another one was shot down over Lake Huron last night. No big deal. Don't worry. Nothing to talk about. Everything's fine. (laughs) I welcome our alien overlords, by the way. Can't wait. Please let us continue to do the show, or at least take Alex as as, (laughs) as payment. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Alex. We'll sacrifice you to the alien overlords. Oh, my gosh. Rough. Oh, that's too bad. Sorry. We have an Your intern young, this week, beat, Alex. We have an Maybe intern that's this what week. We can George. do. What's that? We have an intern this week, George. Oh, do we? Yeah, we do. You put him on the mic. <laughs> Get on the mic, Brody. Get on put the him horn. on the mic. Get on the horn on the mic. now. Hello, immediately. Hello? 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 Are you there? Hello? Is he there? The intern there? Hello. All right, now I can hear you. There What's going on, guys? What's up? Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Because apparently you're our man this week. I am your man this week. Uh, I'm John. I'm the intern. I make barely less than these guys do. <laughs> yes. He's good. Wow. He's funny. Yes. <laughs> Look at you coming with jokes right away, John. <laughs> yeah. I like that. At 6.22 a.m. I don't know if I like it actually that much. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I. <laughs> it's like, stay in your lane, John. Yeah. No, Whoa, just, we no. do the jokes here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, conti- I'll continue to write We notes. do the not funny here, John. That's how it works. <laughs> we do the crap jokes around here, pal. Yeah, we ground out to first all the time on yeah. this show. That's our bar. Yeah. No, okay. So, yeah, no, I'll leave that to you guys. Yeah. Okay. Um. So where do you go to school, and why did you decide to come here? I go to SATE, and I came here. Cause it's sports. Like You go where, sorry? Uh, SATE. Okay. It's yeah. the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. George. Trojans. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and I came here. Well, I don't it's think they're the Trojans anymore. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, they're still the Trojans. All right. Yeah. Mm. The more you know. Yeah, I came here because like sports. Come on now, I'm writing about sports right now. That's it. Okay. Um, it's cruel business, uh, John. Let me just tell you that. And uh, good luck to you. And, oh. uh, we're happy to. What What should we put? We got to put John to work because that's what we do with interns. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm kind of racking my bla- my brain. What kind of mediocre, kind of tedious task? I got can it. We come I got it with? already. Okay, I'm yep. an ideas guy. Yeah, oh, well, we sure are. Uh, John, you know what I need you to do, and we'll do it at the end of every show in the eight o'clock hour. What's up? I need you to find uh, intern John's cool flame stat. Okay. You got to find us a cool stat, either about the Flames that night, their opponent they're playing, something that's positive heading in uh, about the Calgary Flames in a cool stat. I need you to dig up at least one once a day for the rest of the week, and we'll throw you on the air in the 8 o'clock hour. Okay, I got you. All right? Perfect. All right. All right, we'll talk to you later, John. Good Sounds job. Good. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Well, did you bring coffees? Nope. Uh, no, we're running, running off of nothing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, but at the same time, you're you're not getting paid for anything, so maybe no. not bring coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. We'll talk to you later. Do you Perfect. like do you like that idea, Maddie? Like the uh, yeah, it, yep. Intern yep. John's cool flame stat. Yep, I'm a big fan. Okay, if they're we'll cool, like they got to be cool. Well, that's that's up to John now. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I've like to to quote Spider Man: "With great power comes great responsibility." <laughs> so, uh, Rose you quoting, straight ahead. You quoting Spider Man is just. So pure for me. Love that. Yeah, because I'm, you know, I'm such a big comic book guy. Yeah, you're just such a honk. Yeah, I love it. I love all that. Like, I'm a huge Star Wars guy. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) You're going to make me angry. Just don't do it. Oh, guess what I did on the weekend? You'll love this. I'm such an idiot. Did you go apple picking with your significant other? Shut up. Okay. Did you wear a satchel? No, stop. Go ahead. I I told you I was going to go see the new Marvel movie. Oh, yeah. Ant-Man. Yeah. And Com- comes out next weekend. Yeah, when it came <laughs> oh, out, sorry. Super Bowl weekend. So I, so I didn't go see it. I okay. So I had to change my plans on Friday. All right, I'm an idiot. Whoops. I, that was my story. I, Woof. Yeah, okay. I saw some of the uh, the Super Bowl commercials too. 
Yeah, we got a couple of them up here. Like there was They're the one. Good. There was the Ben Stiller and uh, oh, who did Steve he do Martin. the Pepsi commercial? Oh yeah, with Steve Martin. Oh, the the Dunkin' Donut ones with um, Ben Affleck was really good. Oh, I missed that one. That's yeah. that's probably gonna be my go-to viewing before my nap today. Yeah, that's gonna be just YouTube. Super Bowl commercials that I missed yesterday. Because there was a couple trailers that I missed yesterday. New Guardians of the Galaxy trailers online. I haven't watched that yet. All sorts of uh, stuff. There's, there's what, the 12th edition of the Fast and the Furious or the 10th? I just haven't. <laughs> I've lost track. It's the 10th, I think. Ooh. Well, it's it's Fast X, which like is the Roman numeral yeah. for 10. But I don't know if they, like, do they count Tokyo Drift? Is that three? Do they still I count no it idea. as three, or was that like an offshoot? It's a prequel, but, but, technically, but yeah, it's the third one. So, I don't know, but apparently they're bringing the whole crew back for number 10, George. Nice. Big deal. Yeah. I think I saw the first one, and I checked out after that. I think I saw like the first three or four. Saw, go watch Tokyo Drift. Like, up until one. Tokyo Drift, I, really? I think I watched them pretty regularly, because that was like formative teenage years. And that, those were sweet movies. Too, anytime Too Fast, Too Furious is on, I'll watch. Yeah, but then... Really? The, oh, yeah. Oh, the Too it, Fast, Too Furious is a good one, the, too. The cheesiness of Paul Walker and Tyrese is just amazing. Like, it's what? just so awkward. I love it so much. Did you guys ever thought Eva, about Ava Mendez, like it's, it's so good. Did you ever think about souping up your Honda Civic? Is that what you guys ever thought about doing? Just uh, rig a soup can to the no. back of it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <A> soup can. <laughs> Mine was a Jetta, but yes. A Jetta, yeah? Yeah. Like, have, like, lights on the bottom of it, of effects. A little underglow. Install a PS2 into the middle of it for yeah. some reason. Yeah, throw, like, a, like, an overcharged spoiler on the top. <laughs> you're on, like, you're on, like, Deerfoot, and you hit the nitrous. <laughs> Put spinners on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Maddie's late for work. Underglow. He's got to hit the nitrous. <laughs> Hey. You get the whole flip up, hundred percent tint on the windows. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me. Uh, I have, a, I have, I have a real quick story. So okay. uh, about tint on windows. I'm, I'm like, I like tint on my windows. It's good for the summer. It keeps your car cooler. So I get them as dark as legally possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like. I got you know when you like. What do they call it in Alberta when? Like they just do like a check if you've been drinking in Ontario they call it a ride check. What do they call it in Alberta? Um, check stop. Check stop. A check stop. Yeah. Okay, so I was going through a check stop, and uh, the cop goes, uh, "You're win-. and this is when I bought my brand new car years ago. I, I was so happy, you know. I just got my job in Toronto. I bought a brand new car. I was so excited. Got my windows tinted." And the cop goes, uh, your windows are too dark. I go, uh, with all due respect, sir. And that's what I said to him. I go, no, they're not. He's like, yes, they are. I go, sir, I just got my windows done at this place in St. Catharines who's been tinting windows for over 30 years. I think they know what's legal and what isn't. He goes, you better watch your mouth. And I'm like, okay, sir, you have a great night. <laughs> I'll shut up now. Yeah, I was getting threatened about tint. I'm like, are you kidding me? Settle down there, sir. Yeah. I always Surprised he didn't smash my window with his, with his, with his billy club. Pulled his billy club out and yeah. swinging at you. There, yeah. how's your tint now? Yeah, how about that? Yeah, how's your tint now? I uh, I always find tint to be one of those strange things because people, like, I feel like everybody's got tint, but nobody gets pulled over for it. Yeah, it feels like it's a thing they're not enforcing. Yeah, it feels like you have to get pulled over for something else, and then if you're rude, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah you got how about a tint ticket yeah. then? Oh, crap. You know what? That's tint how you works great. Uh, when you're uh, when you sleep in the back of your car, nobody can look at it. <laughs> yeah, that that checks out. I've did, been there. Did you sleep in the back of your car last night? No, I didn't do that, but I could have. Like I, <laughs> it was on the night table last night. Yeah, I got up super early, did the inside the lines. Yesterday was a long day, but again, it's always bittersweet. A single tear comes down my cheek that you want to watch the game, but then it also signifies the end of the National Football League season. All right, straight ahead, the Rose Report with our Matty Rose. Um, big Flames win on Saturday. We'll break down the Super Bowl. Um, talk about Scotty Scheffler winning at the Waste Management. And at the top of the next hour, uh, Matty, I have a, a super interesting Super Bowl fact for you. 
That's like awesome, it's gonna blow man. your mind. Yeah, I'm really excited for that then. Yeah, but it also might make you feel sad at the same time. Oh well, what a range of emotions. Okay, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, Nick Hiprios, Peter Labardius, Carolyn Cameron, all straight ahead. And intern John's cool flame stat. It's all today. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. It's Monday. It's the post-Super Bowl Flames win in Buffalo edition of the big show with Russick and Rose, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. 7.30, Nick Kiprios, co-host of Real Kipper and Born, Stanley Cup champion. Is Jacob Chikorin headed to the Kings? Could Eric Carlson be headed to the Oilers? Please let that happen. And we'll get his thoughts. Please. Please, please, please. On please, the Flames. Please. please, Eric Carlson to the Edmonton Oilers. That would be hilarious. Because he won't revert back to, like, the Eric Carlson who's been super mediocre the last, like, three or four seasons. He's going to be this guy the rest of the way of his contract. And even this guy, like, after watching a couple of Sharks games, I'm like, mm, defense is really optional Man. for him this year. Yeah, but at the same time, that power play would be, oh, my God, scary with him. Yeah, but it already is. Like, you're already at 35%. Like, who cares if you get to 40 at this point? Like, what's the point? Like, why not check? Why not check every once in a while? Yeah, all right. That's just me. Um, Just me. (laughs) I think you're right. Uh, Peter Labardius, 8 o'clock, Carolyn Cameron, 8.30. But right now. It's time for the Rose Report, brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Oh, boy, what a sports weekend it was. Flames played a banger in Buffalo. CanCon abound at the Waste Management Open and, above all else, Super Bowl 57 was yesterday. Toughest son of a gun you ever you ever met, man. That Texas, that Texas gunslinger ain't going to let nothing get in the way. Big game yesterday. That's where we'll start. It's the one day of the year that on a Flames game day, the Flames aren't going to lead the morning report because yesterday it was the Chiefs and Eagles in Arizona for Super Bowl 57. This game did not disappoint like they've done all season. It was the Eagles who scored on their very first drive. It was a nice drive and in a one-yard plunge for Jalen Hurts for an early lead, but the Chiefs would answer quickly. Mahomes in the pocket, floats a pass near side, Kelsey over the shoulder, he's got the catch, he's got the touchdown! Kansas City, a beautifully thrown ball as Mahomes to Kelsey, 18 yards. The strike, rinse and repeat for one of the greatest tandems to ever suit it up, Mahomes to Kelsey, the call on 106.5, the Wolf. The Eagles would go up again in the second half, though. Jalen Hurts uncorking a bomb to A.J. Brown. Great adjustment in the air by the receiver to nab the 45-yard pass and restore a seven-point Eagles lead. The Birds would get the ball back. They were looking for more. Spread set. Hurts by himself in the backfield. Threat to run and throw. Crouches down. He wants to run it. Now the ball's out. He kicks the ball. It's picked up by Kansas City. They're going to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. A defensive score by Nick Bolton. Tie game after the scoop and score for Nick Bolton, but the Eagles would not be denied. They would go up on two more scoring drives to end the half. First, a four-yard scamper for Jalen Hurts. Second score of the game for Hertz. That saw them go up to seven. They extended that lead to 10 points with a field goal. George, it was 24 to 14 at halftime. Yeah, um, blockbuster game. Um, you got to credit the Eagles, too. Just dominating possession, even in that first quarter, right? Yeah. Um, like, it's just uh, Jalen Hurts came out. Uh, I thought it was, I thought they played a great game. I thought they, well, in the first half, especially. Um, and I thought they really imposed their will on the Chiefs, which really surprised me. But I'm sure you're going to get into it, too. Like, that fumble that Jalen Hurts, because I feel like, and watching the game with, with buddies and stuff, I'm like, that feels like it's changed the whole complexion of the game. I know we're going to get to the end of the game and what happened, 
but back and forth, back and forth. Travis Kelsey, again, a force. Uh, A.J. Brown on the biggest stage was incredible for the Eagles. Devontae Smith. But I thought that fumble return touchdown really changed the entire tenor of the game because if it wasn't for that one turnover, and obviously turnovers are key in the in the Super Bowl, I'm not sure Kansas City wins that game, Matty. Well, I think that, you know, even the Eagles go out and they put up 10 more points after that. Like, they were playing really well and really confident in the first half. If you go down there and score, then yeah. who knows what happens. Maybe you're putting up two more touchdowns before the end of the first half, and, and you're walking away with this thing into the night before we even get to see Rihanna's halftime show. Yeah, um, to me, there's so many things uh, to talk about in this game. Uh, but the number one thing is, what the hell happened to the Eagles' vaunted pass rush? The deepest defensive line in the NFL, eight deep. They can come at you by rushing four. They didn't sack Patrick Mahomes once last night. Not once. And that's the recipe, and that's the recipe when we've seen Tom Brady go down in Super Bowls or title games. That's how Patrick Mahomes lost that game to the Buccaneers. They got into his grill, and they just hammered him with pressure we didn't really see that last night from the eagles and i think that's the most well there's lots of surprising things from that game last night but to me that's one of the most underrated storylines that we need to talk about where the hell was the pressure from the eagles last night maddie because patrick mahomes seemingly i know he had some hurries there but they didn't get him to the ground and obviously he's patrick mahomes he's a magician yeah but i thought that was maybe the biggest key to the the victory for the Chiefs last well, night, keeping Mahomes upright. He snuck out of a few jams for sure. The offensive line played quite well for Kansas City for pretty much the entirety of the game, and he was able to get the ball out pretty quick when he needed to. Like, when I think about it, they didn't really use the deep ball a ton in that contest. It was one of those situations where, hey, maybe I don't have Tyree Kill anymore, but I got faith in Tony. I got faith in Juju. I got faith in all these guys. All I need to do is get them the ball, obviously Kelsey being the, the main guy, and that worked out well for them. They didn't have to have them running around and waiting forever. It was more Hurts who was the one who ended up sitting back in the pocket and trying to throw the long ball like we saw in the past to A.J. Brown. Yeah, um, and, and you're right. The Chiefs did spread it around. I thought uh, I thought Juju was great last night. Uh, seven catches for 53 yards on nine targets and the way they used Isaiah Pacheco last night too, running the football. I think that was kind of surprising too, that yeah, let's try to do this. Let's try to pound the football against the Eagles a little bit, because I think there were times where the chiefs just wanted to keep their defense on the sideline because Philadelphia was dominating the possession so much. They were on the field forever. And I don't know about you when you were watching that game last night, when the Eagles like just needed a yard, didn't it give you a lot of CFL vibes? And I know they line up differently in the CFL than they do in the NFL. But didn't it give you a lot of CFL vibes like the fourth and one or the third and one in the CFL? Yeah, they'll get this because it's just what they do. And that offensive line is so good. Yeah, and, and they just continue to do it all game long. Uh, Rihanna, solid halftime show. Uh, congrats to her for becoming the first performer to headline the Super Bowl while pregnant. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought the music was fine, but it wasn't, um, I don't know, it didn't blow me away like other Super Bowl shows have in the past, especially yeah. when you're coming we'll, off the Kendrick Lamar show. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about, I like how you went with Kendrick Lamar out of all of those artists that were last year. Um, that's the one that relates to me. What okay, do you all right. He's like, okay, that's conversation okay. for another time, I guess. All right, all right. so uh, we'll talk about this more at 7 o'clock coming up and the Flames' big win in Buffalo. I need a spectacle for the Super Bowl halftime show. That's what it's supposed to be. Well, it's the biggest concert of the year. And again, Rihanna, very talented. Her voice was great last night. I get it. I don't think she was lip syncing. It didn't sound like it. It didn't look like it, really. But of course, those things are in delay just in case. But it, it wasn't a spectacle last night. The she had nobody join her on stage, which is fine if you want it all to yourself. But like, it needs to have a little more... You know, a little more pizzazz. The thing is, Maddie, the NFL doesn't pay these guys. They got to pay for all of it. They cover the okay, production costs. I know they're rich. I get that. Patrick, that's not that. an excuse. It, Patrick, that 
And they only have like 15 minutes to do that. And she got through a lot of songs. I, I don't know. I, I thought that halftime show was great. Great? I thought it was great. Great? No, I thought it was good. Do you know what great means? <laughs> hey. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? What? Like, but what made it great? I don't know. I'm I'm so sick of oh like oh we get this like Coldplay was built in Super Bowl fifty. Oh okay, well we frigged up uh, adding Coldplay, so let's bring in Beyonce and Destiny's Child. I like it when the they build the artist and it's the artist you get. Okay, that's fair. Like yeah, that's fair. Do we really need to see Drake out there last night? Hell no. No, no right? We need to see no, that's, no, no. That that that's a fair point. I thought maybe Jay Z was going to come out at the end for. I thought Jay Z was coming out for sure. Yeah. Or ASAP uh, Rocky. That's who I wanted to see. Yeah. Jay-Z looks beat down, by the way, lately. I don't yeah. know what it is. Um, but, the yeah, whole, uh, I just... I got hit by hi- by lightning haircut. That's not doing it for you? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. His face is starting to kind of look like a catcher's mitt, too. So, like, I... Watching, like, even the Lady Gaga thing at the beginning where she's jumping off the, like, top of the stadium, which she obviously didn't do. And then she has, like, nine costume changes... That that's not Rihanna. Like she was just there in her big red outfit, all pregnant, and like you're wondering the whole time, is she pregnant? Because like I'm not sure. Like I and then should ask a woman yeah. if she's pregnant. Ever. Yeah. I hated no, exactly. Twitter last night exactly. for that. I hated it so much. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, but again, w- watching that halftime show, yeah, again, she's talented and she ripped through a ton of songs. She's got a great catalog, but I need more from a Super Bowl halftime show. Like even the previous year. Uh, with uh, Maddie's Kendrick Lamar and those other nobodies he was with. Apparently. Not what I mentioned, but my goodness. But like <laughs> even even like when Fifty Cent was hanging upside down, Eminem wouldn't show up if Fifty wasn't there. Okay, well, like <laughs> you gotta like when somebody stands to the ground on the biggest concert of the year and says, "No, I'm not there. Fifty Cent's not there." But last year was a spectacle. Yeah, that's what you need. On the, it's the biggest concert of the year. Has the most eyes. Rihanna will never have anything like that again. You just got to bring in a little more. I need a little more, you know, and she was just floating around on that thing, and okay, that's fine. But it was just mad to me. It was mad. Again, I don't know, maybe I'm old man. Get off my lawn. I don't know. <laughs> but I just thought it was mad. It wasn't I, terrible. Like, it wasn't like the Maroon 5 one. It wasn't bad. All the soccer moms are going crazy with Adam Levine with his shirt off. I okay, just felt fine, like I whatever. wanted more. I just was, that's right. I was left wanting. I mean, we've come a long yes. way since uh, you know, like uh, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Yes. That's wow. Right. Cut to a shot of Gloria Estefan going, "Hey!" <laughs> she played the Super Bowl like twice. Yeah. Or like when old Paul McCartney came out there and you barely understood what he was saying. Like I get it. They have relevant acts, and I understand all of that. I just it was meh. And people like obviously on Twitter are always falling over themselves when they see something like that. Like it was okay, like just okay. The game was, was the it highlight. Than the weekends, I don't know. In the second half, the team. This, we're spending way too much time on the halftime show. In the second half, the Chiefs. We're not start- spending enough time on the halftime. No, show. No, I ahead, disagree. Sorry. In the second half, the Chiefs started with the ball, uh, seventy-five yards over ten plays. Isaac Pacheco would score a one-yard touchdown run, but Jake Elliott would hit a second field goal that kept the Chiefs at bay. The lead was twenty-seven twenty-one after three quarters. Chiefs had yet to lead with three quick drives would flip this game. First, a five-yard pass from Mahomes. To Tony to cap a 10-play drive that made it 28-27. The Chiefs' defense would force a three and out on the Eagles' next drive. And much like the AFC Championship game against Cincinnati, special teams a factor for the Chiefs. End over end, shorter punt. And Tony will take it low at the 35. Now cuts back to the right. He's got a wall set. If he can get to the edge, they can need to block the punter. They do. Tony's at the 40, up the sideline. At the 30, he's at the 20. Tony with the block trying to stay in plays down to the five-yard line. Tony ran out of gas on a 65-yard punt return. Three plays later, Mahomes found Sky Moore, and the Chiefs took a 35-27 lead. Jalen Hurts, not to be outdone, leads an eight-play drive down the field. Pardon me, 75 yards, just over four minutes with another short yardage quarterback sneak touchdown. Third of the game for Hurts, and they would convert the two points after that tied the game at 35. Mahomes with a chance to win it late now. Five minutes to go. Mahomes with the ball. Pretty methodical drive, eating up the clock, doing great work. But a key play getting the attention was a borderline holding call on third and eight on the Philly 15-yard line. Bradbury called for holding on Juju Smith-Schuster. Would have been incomplete and forced a 33-yard field goal try with just under two minutes to go. Instead, 
The Chiefs get a first down. They're able to kneel it down a couple of times, kill the clock, and Harrison Butker kicks a chip shot field goal, and the Chiefs win it 38-35. to um, If I was left wanting by the halftime show, I was left wanting even more by the end of this game. An outstanding contest that was decided on what I thought was a real soft call to come down yeah. at that point in the game. I just thought, really, this yeah. is... This sucks, frankly. Yeah, it like, does suck. And we'll talk. We'll talk more. There's something I want to uh, talk about after the Kadarius Tony uh, longest punt return in NFL history. Too. We'll talk about this straight ahead in the seven o'clock hour after we finish off with the Rose Report. But again, it sucks uh, for James Bradbury. But he admitted it post game. It was a hold. He tugged the shirt, and that's what, and that's what they see. Does it happen all the time during a game? Absolutely. Could the refs maybe kept the flag in their pocket and not ended up deciding that game? Yeah, but by the letter of the law, that was a hold, and it sucks. It really sucks that that game had to end that way, but it was the right call, and even the guy who did it says, yeah, it's my bad. I was just hoping they wouldn't see it. Like, it's just, it's tough. What, but, I uh, guess. No, but that's what it is. People, people slag the officiating, and we saw that just disaster in the Bengals and Chiefs. AFC title game, but that was a hold according to the letter of the law. But the, 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 the but it never gets called, never like that. No, it no. When you tug a jersey, it does. It get was called. barely a tug. Come on now. I know, and it sucks. And the only reason he said it after is because he's being a good teammate and he's wearing it. There's no way in hell he believes that was an actual hold. Patty, do you think it was a hold? By the letter of the law, yeah, he turned them, oh. and that's just the way it goes in this league. And that's I've seen, you've seen yeah. this happen in week eight on a ball way overthrown, uncatchable pass. They're going to throw a hold. It's just the way it goes. I get maybe the route that Juju ran, maybe saw, oh, it looked like he turned him a little. But no, he grabbed his head. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. But by the rule, and Bradbury knows it, it's a hold on an uncatchable pass as much as you want to bring that in. And I hate when it's they throw f- flags on balls that are not even catchable. Right. That's where I was like, okay, it's not going to be caught no matter what. He could friggin' bring him down. And I think, I also feel like Mahomes sees that. He sees any sort of close, and he's like, I'm just going to air the ball towards that guy so the focus is on that area of the field and try and get yourself a flag. You just hate how it ends. That game ends on that. And especially because then it's three straight kneels and a chip shot, and you're like, wow, what a garbage way to end the game. Right, but let me ask you this, Matt. If they were able to review that penalty, mm-hmm. does it still get called? <sighs> well, once again, by the letter of the law, but you can throw the, but that's the it reason why, that's the reason why you're not allowed to challenge that play because you can throw a challenge flag on every single play. I know. Again, it wasn't a blown call, it was you're right. It was a soft call, soft. but it was still a hold and it's just it just sucks that that game had to end that way. And then when people complain about NHL officiating tightening up in the in the playoffs, I'm like, listen, you either get stuff like that, or you get what the NHL does. So yeah, and I thought I thought um, Greg Olson brought up the great point. Like, let the guys settle it when yep. it's that late, right? Yeah, 100. Uh, percent Pat yep. Mahomes, your Super Bowl MVP, Eagles defensive coordinator Shane Steichen expected to sign uh, his deal to become the new Colts head coach today, as per Adam Schefter. That's story on the NFL season. It's over now. It's done. You have your Sundays back to watch golf. Yep. Sad. Uh, this is the one Flames game a year. Uh, Flames game day a year where the Flames don't leave the report, but we'll get into it here. Um, maybe if they had played Sunday, but alas, they played on Saturday in Buffalo. The Sabres won the first meeting 6-3 in Calgary back in October. This green, this game, not a great start for Red. Dalina gets it to Thompson, who scores. Tage Thompson beats Jacob Markstrom with a 92.4 mile an hour slap shot. His 35th goal of the season. Up the right wing side, Olsen stops and drops. And now Middlestat blocks it and shoots and scores. Casey Middlestat puts a perfectly placed shot just inside the far goal post. Thompson gets the one-timer to go on the power play. Middlestat beats Markstrom on a clean shot. Can't blame the Tendy on the first one because, as uh, Daryl Sutter said after the game, uh, old Tage Thompson. Thompson hits the penny. He hits the penny. Uh, but the second one, well, that wasn't <laughs> ideal to say the least. Uh, defensive coverage get mixed up. Markstrom gets beat clean. Flames down 2 nothing after 20 minutes of play despite leading on the shot clock. 11 to 3. 
that second goal really was wolf uh, for Jacob Markstrom. And wolf. Did how? Did, did it flash in your mind that you were thinking, why didn't Vladar get the start after that second goal Markstrom let in? Um, no, not really. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think about the goalies as much. I don't know the position that well. I don't like to judge the goaltenders so much. There was an egregious breakdown between Dubé and Lindholm, which allowed for this shot to come. Yeah, you want to stop there, but I don't know that... I don't think about the goalies as much. It's meh. Yeah, I just, again, if that was the winning goal on Saturday, we're having a, a, a hell of a lot different conversation today about the goaltending and Jacob Markstrom. A hundred percent. And listen, bad goals in the first period continue to be a trend, but I'd like to see the yep. team give a little bit more of a attention to their defensive coverage in front of them and I'd like to see them put up some goals in front of them which they did in the second period they kept up the pressure they'd get rewarded first a special goal Markstrom out of his net give it to Huberto who slides it right wing side to Kadri Kadri centers it Pauche shoots and scores with family and friends in attendance Jacob Pauche scores his first National Hockey League goal. Ah, oh, you love to see it. Kadri and Huberto with the assist. Great speed for the young former first-round pick. He buries his first NHL goal. And I love the breakdown from the young man after the game, too. Huby passed Naz. was a great player. And uh, then Naz was like a 2 on one I was like, come on, Pels. Come on, man. Let's go. <laughs> so I skated. And, and then I had like a kind of like a, a B-way. And then I shoot, shoot and score. Come on, Pelts. Yeah. Come on, man. Let's go. Come on, Pelts. Come on, man. Let's yeah. go. Love hey, that. How pumped up was Huberto that he actually got an assist? I'm just I'm, I think he was stoked that this fellow country. Yeah. Hey, look, I got a point. <laughs> look at me. Anyway. Set up a That nice... was a great finish for the kid. And I thought it was so great that literally minutes before, and even Rick Ball talked about it on the broadcast, where Eric France is like, hey, man, you got to start scoring, Pelche. Otherwise, uh, you could be out of here. You could be back down in the minors. Boom. Barry's at two on one. And it set the flames off for a great another, I don't know, five and a half-ish minutes. Here's Backlund to shot. He scores! Wow! What a turnaround! Michael Backlund snaps the puck inside the far goal post. Blues to the neutral zone. Lindholm position off to Dubé. Walks in and drops. And now a hard shot. They score! Dennis Gilbert, the Buffalo native. Here's Tanem, back to the blue line to Huberto, throws it to the net, they score! Nazem Kadri redirects that point shot right into the top corner of the Sabres net. The Flames have scored four unanswered goals and have taken a 4-2 lead. Wow! Backlund undresses Darlene, the Buffalo native. Gilbert scores his first as a flame on a, on a one-timer, and Kadri deflects a nifty Huberto pass all before the midway point of the second period. The Flames took a 4-2 lead into the second intermission, George. Yeah, uh, what a turnaround, right? Like, you, you're, just, you're watching that game. They're down 2-0 after one. You're like, here we go. Terrible second goal led in by Markstrom. Big letdown spot after they kind of laid an egg in that game against the Red Wings when they looked dangerous. And then all of a sudden, they just took over that game and dominated the Sabres. They sure did. Uh, third period, it was more of the same. Strongest push from Buffalo did come in the third. They outshot Calgary for the first period of the contest, but it didn't matter. Everything that the Lindholm line touched, well, it, it, it turned to gold. Gold! Dubé centers it to Foley, scores! Dubé crosses the red line, and now the Sabres blue line and drops. Toffoli walks it and shoots, and scores! 20th and 21st for Toffoli. Dylan Dubé added his 13th. Calgary takes a 7-2 road win in Buffalo, and they'll wrap the road trip tonight. They play the Senators. Puck drop at 5 o'clock with Derek Wills and Peter Labardius. Warm-up goes at 4 with Lou and Pat Steinberg. Flames talk with Pat and his merry band of rotating hosts will go at 2 o'clock. Uh, also, Mad Sograd gets to start in this one because uh, Anton Forsberg tore both of his MCLs in a game that the Senators played against the Oilers earlier oh in the weekend. God. Could you imagine? Both Not MCLs. Good. His kids Man, and wife were in attendance as he screamed. That is what I heard. Oh, it's just awful. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh God. I didn't know that. Yeah.
That Jeez, was terrible. Patrick. Thanks for sharing. Well, the athletics—they really Rihanna's dig deep. Performance yeah. instead of a grizzly goal <laughs> injury. Uh, with anyway. his family in attendance to hear his screams. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, four games snuck in yesterday before the big football contest. The Oilers were in Montreal to battle the Habs. 10.30 a.m. Not great for the Oilers. They lose 6-2. Stuart Skinner allowed six goals on 30 shots. Yeah, woof. Cracking on the road to battle the Flyers. Seattle been sliding on this Eastern road trip. Tight one against Philly. Game winner came early on in the third as uh, Jaden Schwartz would get the fourth goal for the Kraken. They win it 4-3. And the Ducks and Golden Knights, another game relative to the Flames. This one not close, though. Jack Eichel. Scored once again. Riley Smith had an assist on that goal for his 60th multi-point game with the Knights. He joined Jonathan Marchessault and William Carlson as the only other Knights to ever do that. As uh, that was a final score of 7-2. And the Sharks beat the Capitals by a 4-1 score. Tonight, four games apart from the Flames and Senators at 5. The only other Canadian team in action is the Canucks. They host the Red Wings. That goes at 8. Three other games, all intriguing to the playoff picture for the Flames. Predators host the Coyotes at 6. Panthers visit the Wild. And the Sabres are in L.A. to battle the Kings at 8.30. Raptors and Pistons yesterday. George, uh, can you tell us anything uh, about this game, pal? I can tell you that Pascal Siakam is headed to the All-Star game as an injury replacement. Uh, How pumped up are you for that? I was extremely pumped up for that. Like, when I saw that, I was like, spicy P. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. They host. You want to get on the? You want to get on yeah, the clock here? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay, ready? Go. All right, fire it up. Uh, Fred VanVleet boarding thirty-five points as the Raptors got past Dwayne Casey and the Pistons. Their nemesis, one nineteen, uh, one eighteen at Scotiabank. Pascal Siakam, your boy, Spicy P, Spicy added P. twenty-eight points and another solid presses Achua game. Eleven points, eleven rebounds, while the Raptors won their second straight over Detroit after losing the previous six meetings. Oh, close. The Raptors' next game is against the Magic. Uh, the last game before the All-Star break, Tuesday night, 5.30, and that's going to be a Sportsnet broadcast for you, too. Uh, at the Waste Management Open, Canadian Nick Taylor kept it close, but Scotty Scheffler would hold on, nailed a putt on 16, while Taylor was so close to parring 16 need bogey, that would really end up being the deciding hole. But great work by Taylor just to keep it close and get a tidy little payday, the Winnipeg native who grew up in Abbotsford. So uh, a shout-out to him. Uh, I enjoyed watching the Waste Management Open. A nice little lead yeah. into the Super Bowl. Um, I was thinking about this uh, great golf yesterday. Uh, it, that thing's turning into like one of the marquee events oh, yeah. on the PGA Tour calendar. When before it was kind of like a, a joke kind of thing, guys just like fans just use it just to get completely just destroyed at a golf tournament. But uh, let me ask you this real quick because I know we got to run. Uh, who's got more of a personality, Scotty Scheffler or Connor McDavid? Mm, that interview where they were like trying to pull his teeth out after he won before he hugged his wife with Scheffler, yeah. not great. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not I'm not slagging their just absolute greatness in their sports. I'd say fl- I just need a little more. I'd say flip a coin and pick whoever took tails. Okay, that would All be right. my play there because the coin was weighted a little more on the tails. Exactly, as heard in our show last mm-hmm. week. Yes. That's bringing it all back. That's keeping the show together. Meta. Just one game for the Hitmen over the course of the weekend. Uh, Brandon scored three unanswered goals. They beat the Calgary Hitmen. Uh, Calgary blows a 2-0 lead. They visit Lethbridge at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. The Wranglers and the Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda. A couple of dubs for the Wranglers over the weekend. Dustin Wolf stopped 42 of 43 shots Friday night as the Wranglers beat the Barracuda. Ooh. Uh, four to one, the final score there. Hey guys, welcome to my stall. Uh, Dustin Wolf was great in it. Much closer game Saturday. The Wranglers and the uh, Ooh, uh, they were in a rematch. This one went to a shootout. Zeri, Poirier, and Phillips all scored in the shootout. The Wranglers took a five-four win over the. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, the Roughnecks played a doubleheader. Double dubs for the next Friday night. They uh, beat up on the rush with 14,000 fans in attendance. 13-6, the final score there. And then, welcome to Calgary, Colorado Mammoth. How about a 13-9 victory on Saturday as well? Necks are 5-3 midway through the season. Absolutely love to see it. Ooh, Barracuda. And good night and good luck to you, sir.
Great job, uh, Maddie. The Rose Report Thanks. brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. All right, more on the Flames 7-2 win in Buffalo on Saturday night. I'm going to give Maddie a really cool Super Bowl stat. And Nick Kiprios on trade rumors and stuff. It's all straight ahead. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.